Thank you, Bells. Hey, good morning, friends. My name is Greg DeMay, one of the pastors here. Before we open God's Word today together, will you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for a day that is different and special, this Sabbath day. Uh, we also thank you for this season, God, that even though it's cold outdoors and that daylight um, is scarce and dim this time of year, that the flame of your love burns bright and that we anticipate uh, the, greatest, the greatest gift of all. Open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts to receive what you have for us today, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. So the calendar has officially flipped. It is December. It is Advent, this first week in a new church year. Um, at Elmhurst CRC this year, we are calling the month of Advent a month of mercy. Advent is a season of waiting, of anticipation, of longing for what we do not have yet, waiting for the mercy of God to come among us personified. In our worship services this month, uh, one of the Old Testament prophets will be the key text in each of these services. Um, mostly, they will be the minor prophets, but through these prophets, Lord willing, you will hear some major good news. Today's reading is from Jeremiah 33. This is what the prophet says. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In this opening sentence, the Spirit of God is setting the stage, anticipating something good. What is this good promise? What is God about to do for his people? His word says, in those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. This is the promise, a righteous branch. He will do what is just and right in the land. And in those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety Prosperity and security and freedom will be abundant for God's people. And this is the name by which he will be called, if you would speak his name, the Lord, our righteous Savior. Notice how many times in this short text the word righteous or right is used. It is not kindness. It is not niceness. It is the righteousness of God that God's word is trying to impress upon his people. What is righteousness? This is a weighty word that we don't often use in ordinary life. Righteousness. It is not just doing the thing you're supposed to do. It is not even just doing the right thing. For example... If I wash the dishes at home, that's the right thing to do. If I do it with a spiteful heart, that is no good. Righteousness does the right thing at the right time for the right reasons. Righteousness can only be done in the context of a loving relationship. It is not just doing what is right. Righteousness is doing what is right out of a heart of love and in relationship. In the Bible, righteousness has two necessary component parts. You might not like this, 
The two parts of righteousness are justice on the one hand and mercy on the other hand. I wish righteousness was just 100% mercy. It is not. God is 100% righteous, and his righteousness always has the two sides of justice and mercy. We are in danger sometimes of speaking, of peddling a soft gospel that neglects the justice of God. Nearly 100 years ago, the president of Elmhurst College, a man named H. Richard Niebuhr, just two miles up the road here, he is a deep thinker and theologian, he said this as a way of criticizing what he thought was the emerging soft gospel in North American churches. The president of Elmhurst College said this, In our land, a God without justice brought a people without sin into a kingdom without judgment through the ministry of a Christ without a cross. Did you catch all that? A God without justice brought a people without sin into a kingdom without judgment through the ministry of a Christ without a cross. He's saying we are turning the gospel, we are neglecting the justice of God so much and so focusing on the niceness, the kindness, the mercy of God that we are not giving credit and embracing the true righteousness of God. To paraphrase, God is not nice. God is not conventional. God is not safe. God is not boring. For those of you who are in younger of years, God is not basic. God is none of those things. God is righteous. Indeed, he is good. He is righteous. He is an all-consuming fire. And the proper reaction to a righteous God is the fear of the Lord. God did not come to lower our cumulative stress level, primarily. God did not come to just reduce our anxiety. God has come to make himself known in his righteousness and to provide for us. God has come to be our food. Isn't that a strange thing to say? This is 100% true. God has come to be our food, to be our life-giving, all-sustaining presence. God is righteous and, friends, We are not, not fully anyways, we are all in process. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Oftentimes, I just sing that much of the song in my head. What a great line, right? But what's the next line? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. In those two lines, you have the righteousness of God. God's amazing mercy and the fact that I am wretched apart from God and need justice and disciplining. God is right. He knows the right time for everything. God is right to discipline his people and God is right to restore and pour mercy and kindness. He knows just the right time for all of these things. And in the book of Jeremiah chapter 33 that I just read you, It is the time for the people of God about to be disciplined. They are about to leave the country of Israel, but already because God is righteous, his justice is about to be on display, and yet he does not leave them without the promise of a coming day when he will restore them. 
Do you recall the image that God gave as a sign of his mercy and restorative powers? God's promise is to send a righteous branch. God, in his righteousness, extends an olive branch of peace to the human race. Now, an olive branch, and this is the main image in this passage, an olive branch is an ancient, powerful symbol of peace and of a relationship coming back together. Many of us know the story of Noah and the flood. Heard this one back in Sunday school, if you went to Sunday school. In Genesis chapter 8, after God had cleansed the world with a flood, after God had saved Noah and his family on an ark, there was a new beginning. How did Noah know when it was time to get off the boat? I mean, all those days, months on the ark. Noah eventually sends out birds, first a raven and then a dove. The first time Noah sends out a dove, it flies around, can't find anywhere to land, and comes back. A week later, Noah sends out the dove, and the dove comes back with an olive branch in its beak. And Noah knows, now is the time. There is a new beginning. This olive branch, as God's sign of peace, that now the world has healed and now suitable for human beings, men and women and children, to come out of the ark and make their home again. This sign of an olive branch is so powerful that probably most of us are carrying it around in our pockets, even today. Anybody got an olive branch in their pocket? (laughs) Here's what I mean. Anybody got one of these? A single American dollar. If you turn this dollar over, there is some crazy symbols on the back. I'm not going to go all national treasure on here or anything. But uh, can you go to the next slide? Here's a highlight in color so that you can see the eagle a little more clearly. In the right talon of this eagle, he is holding an olive branch with 13 leaves and 13 olives. Right? In the opposite tail, and the eagle is holding 13 arrows. In the shield in the center, there are 13 stripes. Right? Like, what is going on here? It is a reminder to all of us who are American citizens to remember where we came from. That out of many, we are one people, one identity. Right? This is good for us to remember. This little Latin phrase, e pluribus unum, out of many, one. It's not to say we're all going to become the same, but that we are one people. And in order to uh, fulfill this vision as Americans, two things are needed. Well, one big thing, righteousness is needed. And on the one hand, these arrows represent justice and force and power. And on the other hand, peace and reconciliation and kindness and patience. Americans believe in this so strongly that when the Apollo astronauts went up to the moon, they left a golden olive branch with 13 leaves and 13 golden olives on the surface of the moon. 
Doesn't that seem like a weird thing to do? Why would they do this? What was the motivation behind it? It says, if this olive branch in outer space on the surface of the moon is saying to humanity, like, our future is between peace from heaven and peace on earth. This is the only way we are going to be a people. As kind of interesting as that might be, far more interesting is the branch mentioned in Jeremiah 33 itself. The branch mentioned in Jeremiah 33 is a person. God promises for the peace of his people a branch who is a righteous person. In this month of mercy, it's good for us to recognize that we live today in a day of golden opportunity. We live in an age that is characterized by the work of God's righteous branch who is a person whose name is Jesus Christ. We live in an age where we number our very years from the birth of Jesus of Nazareth. It's not just a month of mercy. It's not just a a year of mercy. We live in the era of God's mercy. Jesus is God's olive branch of peace to the human race. Jesus is God's olive branch of peace to you sitting here today. If you will receive it, if you will have it. I would like to conclude by giving you three examples of God's mercy possibly at work right here and right now. Number one, just a month in the future, coming to Chicagoland is a spiritual awareness initiative called Explore God. We've had folks in our community see Explore God signs on metro trains. There's an Explore God sign up on Route 83 right now. There's a giant banner on a semi-trailer in our south parking lot today. Like, the signs are beginning to pop up around our community that God's mercy is in our midst and that it's worth talking about. Like, that's what this whole thing is all about, getting more people to talk about the righteous nature of God and to lean into the mercy that is available to us in Jesus Christ. Secondly, probably most of us sitting here today may have a situation, a relationship that could use an olive branch of reconciliation. I would not recommend that you literally go out and find an olive branch and give one to someone. Usually in human relationships, here's how it works. If I'm having a bad day with my wife, Sarah, typically what happens is that one of us, you know, after two hours of not being on the same page, will do something like this. One of us will reach over to the other and simply put our hand on the, on the other one's hand. If you've been in a relationship for long enough, all it takes is a soft look in your eyes to an extend an olive branch to another human being. Some of you who've been married for a while are smiling at this point, <laughs> right? If you can do that in Jesus' name for someone in your life, to extend them an olive branch through your eyes or through a physical touch or through thoughtful, well-chosen words, 
that would be a beautiful thing for you to do as an act of worship to the one who came from heaven to earth as our personified olive branch. Finally, right here and right now today, friends, God is reaching out to you. God is reaching out to me. God is reaching out to all humanity. His ultimate goal is to bring us home to his table. Remember the end of Psalm 23? He prepares a table before me, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Better than the best Christmas party. Better than the best family gathering. Better than the best fire roaring in a perfect fireplace. Like the best gathering is when God sets the table and in his righteousness and in his mercy assembles people like you and me to eat together as a sign of peace. This is the table where all of those whom God loves anyhow are free to assemble and taste and see just how merciful God is toward us. God is not nice. He is righteous. He is good. And he is eternally merciful toward the people that he loves. Will you pray with me? God, in the season of Advent, we praise you, we thank you, we honor you that in our sin, in our rebellion, you reached out from heaven to earth. You extended the olive branch who is Jesus Christ to make peace with humanity and peace with the universe. God, as we come to your table now, will you give us the spiritual awareness to perceive uh, Jesus' love, Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf so that your righteousness and your mercy could flow down to us. It's in his name we